Hey, Kyria. Hey. So take a look at this. Okay. Well, this looks like a photograph of some kind. Yes, this is a picture of a high school girl from my high school. Is this um, what you would call a senior photo? <laughs> exactly. So she's wearing a pink sweater, awkwardly leaning on a tree. <laughs> and that's senior photos in America. Are, do we, they even have those in the UK? Not really, or at least we didn't in my school. I can't really say I remember getting photos like that taken after I was a little kid in primary school. Um, but there is a oh. lot that's familiar about this photograph. It's very 90s. Yeah, it's kind of kind of got like a glamour shots feel. Yeah, Well, exactly. there, There's a story about how this awkward high school photo came back into my life recently. Okay, do tell. Uh, so last year... My sister moved into the house that we grew up in, in Missouri. Okay. So she and her husband did a bunch of work ripping up carpet and painting and cleaning and stuff. And in my old bedroom, Mm -hmm. uh, where my poster of guitar chords used to hang next to my poster of Michael Jordan, just Uh below that, (laughs) behind the baseboard heaters, was this photo. Ah, okay. All right. So it says something on the back. It's kind of hard to read. It's all faded and yellow. And it says, Jacob, hey, (laughs) thanks for (laughs) writing your name on your picture. You're welcome. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Maybe one day we will meet outside. And then there's a little heart with something in the middle of it. What is that in the middle? I think it's just the word, yeah. Like, love you. You know, oh, high, high school cute. stuff. Oh, cute. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then it is signed Adrian. So was this like a thing where you swapped pictures with the girls you thought were cute or something in your last year of high school? Unfortunately, yeah, because that <laughs> means that, I don't know, maybe a hundred people have a picture of me in a turtleneck sweater <laughs> with an acoustic guitar <laughs> and a bunch of acne. <laughs> Um, I want to have that I definitely, picture. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I I definitely had a crush on Adrian, mm-hmm. and the thing is, like, She's I have no cute. idea what that message means on the back. Like, yeah, I, some inside joke that is lost for all time. And just as an aside, for those who support us on Patreon, I will put this photo up, uh, the front and the back, when oh. I post the ad-free version of this episode. That is worth the membership right there. <laughs> Can we? Can you Surprise. put up the photograph of you? Do you have access to that? <laughs> There's going to be a, a super ultra tier that will unlock for for a thousand bucks a month for that picture. <laughs> but I, I brought this along today to really just point out the weirdness of later in life, like as an adult living in your childhood home. Yeah. Because when I visited my sister last Christmas, it was weird. Uh Like, I mean, being there, it's like layer upon layer of memories, you know, good, bad, Uh weird, fun, all just stacked up on top of each other. And I have to be an adult in my childhood space. Yes. So before we we go any further, I'm Jacob Lewis. And I'm Carrie Ad Harmon. And you are listening to Neighbors. A show about what connects us. So earlier this summer, the Pew Research Center released a study that says 3% of Americans have moved because of Mm COVID-19. Many of them are adults who are moving back in with their parents into their childhood homes. Well, Theo Greenlee is one of these adults. He's a producer and writer living in LA, and he and his partner both lost their jobs when the pandemic hit. Theo was living in a really cool 1920s apartment building with vaulted ceilings and stained glass called the Dewberry. 
I've seen pictures and it just has that like old Hollywood charm to it. Theo shares this story about how to move on when you move back. Today's story, Leaving the Dewberry. Florian and I were sitting on the settee in our apartment, talking to our couples counselor over video chat. It was April in L.A., and we had both lost our jobs because of coronavirus. We worried about how we were going to pay our rent. My mother offered to let us move in with her in Orange County. Floriana loved the idea, but me? I wasn't so keen. Still, though, she tried to convince me. It'll be nice to spend time with your mom, she said. Plus, we'll get to have a backyard. I said I'd think about it. Floriana wasted no time. She told our counselor that it looked like we decided to take my mom up on her offer. Well, I jumped in. I don't know that we've decided, but I'm coming around to the idea. I insisted that we needed to be balanced. Rational. Floriana insisted that we simply could not afford to stay. So we looked at our expenses to see what we could cut. LA Times subscription? Cancel it. Monthly donation to the Sierra Club? Not anymore. I even agreed to drink less wine. But the numbers didn't lie, and Floriana was right. We couldn't afford this place. We were going to have to move in with my mother. Hello? Hi. How's it going? Hello? Can you hear us? Yeah. Hi. 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 We just gave our notice, our 30 days notice to vacate. Oh, so, okay, so it'll be around the middle of May. Yeah. So, um, I don't think we're going to need to quarantine because you've been quarantined where you are. I feel like it would be better to be on the safe side. Well, I thought that what we would do is that we'd wear our, our masks, mm-hmm. we'll do social distancing. We'll wipe everything down, we'll wear gloves without doing, putting up the plastic and everything. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, do you have any concerns that you want to talk about or any thoughts or concerns or anything? Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be awful. <laughs> yeah, I know. be optimistic, you, honey. You, you, no, he doesn't mm-hmm. want to give up his having his Shangri-La with his girl, his <laughs> woman. Yeah. My mother was right. I didn't want to give up my Shangri-La. Oh, our apartment was grand. Crown molding and stained glass. It was the fanciest place I'd ever lived. Built in 1929 when gentlemen wore hats and they still called movies pictures. Sure, the building was a bit run down, but that just meant that Florian and I could afford it. Well, not anymore. Theo, you have asthma, and I don't want you to get sick. Yeah, he has asthma, and we're unemployed, so... Now we were going to be moving back into the house I lived in in high school. A beige tract home in a beehive of identical beige tract homes, right off the toll road. I winced at the idea, and I began to resent Floriana's positivity. And how do you feel about moving in with your mother-in-law? I feel optimistic about it. Also, I'm really excited because it's springtime, and this is right when you're supposed to be planting things. What are you going to plant? Well, tomatoes are always fun because you can get so much off of them. While Floriana's dreaming a future of carrots and onions, 
I'm brooding and holding on to the past. Onions are yummy. We could do peppers. I tell her that I want our last month in this jewel box of an apartment to be a month of poetry and roses, of listening to Mozart records and reading Keats to each other, a month of making pasta and love. And that's how it goes. We spend that month watching French films in black and white and memorizing soliloquies from Shakespeare. All the pretentious, fancy, aspirational little things we tried to build our lives out of. Two weeks go by, and then it's our anniversary. Five years together, four of them spent in the apartment. Our whole relationship has developed inside these walls. I really can't imagine what our lives will look like someplace else. I put a record on the turntable, and we dance while eucalyptus scratches at the windows. I try not to think of the last day, but then, just like that, it's here. It's our last night in the apartment, and Floriana has the microphone. This is Floriana, and I'm doing recording now. Saturday, May 9th. It's Saturday, May 9th, at the Dewberry Apartments. Last night before. It's the last night before we're moving. It's the last night we're going to sleep here. Everything is packed or gone, except for two vinyl chairs, some kitchen utensils, and the cuckoo clock I got in Switzerland when I was 19. This is what it sounds like. So that's what the cuckoo clock sounds like. Okay, now we're in the dining room. Floriana wanders around the apartment, speaking into the recorder. Now we're in the kitchen. I don't like being in here when it's all empty like this. I feel sad that we didn't stay here longer, and but we felt really nervous about staying here and our unemployment running out and then just being totally broke. So we just felt like it would be better to move. But now that we're doing it, I feel so sad because I like to hear a lot. We eat popcorn and drink champagne in the empty, echoey room. Ooh, surprised me. <laughs> Next week, they'll fix the place up for the new tenants, hiding our lives beneath a fresh layer of paint, sealing away our ghosts into the walls. We've been living at my mother's for about a week now, and it is loud. Everything is loud. Florian and I are worried about bringing COVID into the house, so we climb into the bedroom through the back window and then go into the shower. This always sets the dog off. But everything sets the dog off. We go around the side gate, close the bedroom window, even the sound of a light switch. And then there's my mother. And I'm like a roller co- I'm like a roller coaster, a hurricane they're moving into. It's been a long week. But we are settling in. We all watch movies together. 
Floriana and me sitting on the couch with masks on, my mom six feet away in her chair. I'm surprised how much I like being here. Floriana, on the other hand, she's having a harder time. I was looking forward to moving so much that I didn't realize how much I was going to miss the Dewberry until we weren't there anymore, and it, by then it was too late. And so I feel really sad about that. Florian and I are sitting on the bed in my old bedroom, talking to our couples counselor over video chat. It's the bedroom where I used to read travel guides to France and Spain and imagine a future me who drank wine on fire escapes in grand old apartments. Floriana tells our therapist that she feels depressed, sad to have left our old life behind. He suggests a ceremony to mark the change, that we write down all the things we miss about the apartment onto scraps of paper, take them to the backyard, and burn them, that the smoke may rise into the air and return to us in a future life. We stand out on my mom's back patio, Now also Floriana's in my back patio. There are birds and succulents and vines growing up the walls. It's so much more beautiful than I ever remembered it being in high school, when all I wanted was to leave. Floriana lights a candle. Here are all the things that I loved about living at the Dewberry and what I miss now. We read from our scraps of paper, one by one. I miss waking up and turning the clicky stove on under the white ceramic kettle and picking out our favorite mugs out of the drawer to make tea in. Pouring apple brandy into the fancy glasses you got at Goodwill. I miss drawing back the blue and white curtains each morning and tying them... I'm not really one for spiritual rituals, but I guess you do need to mourn the old life before you can build the new one. One day, when all of this is over... We'll build a new home together. We'll hang up the blue and white curtains, wind the cuckoo clock, and plug back in the record player. But for now, we bring the scraps of paper to the flame. The scraps turn to ash, which falls, and smoke, which rises, up into the sky. I miss the early days at the Dewberry when taking the subway to work downtown was fun and easy. The palm trees in front of the brown brick apartments. I miss the pink tiles in the bathroom, even though some of them were broken and they were so hard to clean. The curtains you made. I really liked watching you paint the walls. You didn't use brushes or rollers or anything. You just put like sandwich gloves on your hands and (laughs) spread them around the walls. You did a good job. All right. Man, that reminds me of the first place I lived in right after I got married, at at least in terms of cute little memories. Their place sounds a lot nicer (laughs) than my first place. Uh, Well, we will be back after a very short break. And you can use this break time to go leave us that sweet, sweet five-star review in Apple Podcasts (laughs) you've been putting off. We'll be right back. You know what I want to know, Jacob? What? I want <laughs> I want to know 
what it is right now during this crazy season uh -huh. that you absolutely love. I want to know what you're into. I want to know what floats your boat. Yeah, so like, so like a good a a good thing. Yes, like not a negative. Thing. I've heard enough negative. Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Yep. Okay. Explain. Taskmaster. It is a British TV show on. Oh. Uh, well, I watch it through YouTube, uh -huh. and it is like. It's kind of like a game show for comedians where f five uh -huh. comedians compete doing tasks Hilarious that are assigned by the host. Yes. And the host is the taskmaster. Got it. Um, and the deal is that he assigns these tasks. They do them, but they don't do them together, typically. They do okay. them separately. So it's things like uh, they walk into a room and they open up a little envelope and there's a watermelon sitting on the table and it says, eat as much of this watermelon as you can in two minutes. But there's no knives. It's just a whole watermelon. Oh, and so, so you've got to figure out how to get into that thing. It, it, well, yeah, exactly. And it's the whole kind of idea is that it's a psycho psychology experiment to see how different people approach things. And okay. then they edit those together. And during the actual show, you sit and watch these five comedians approach this differently. And some take uh -huh. it very literally. Like one person just picks it up and smashes it on the ground and acts like an animal and just starts like shoveling watermelon. I think that would be my move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> uh, but they have this whole house of stuff at their disposal so they could oh, go good. get a knife. They could do things, oh. um, but they have a time limit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there, there's all sorts of options. Um, but yeah, then they watch them and then they get graded. And there's like five or six tasks each episode, and then they there's a you win the episode, but then you also win the series. So that you follow these same five comedians for a ten episode series, and it's just it's like the perfect level of this is interesting, and it's also really funny and mindless. And I got to be honest, one of the things I really love about the episode, the like show, is the mm -hmm. design of the show oh. itself. I, I think the format of the show is really clever. Um, so as like a producer, like how they thought about it and then executed it is really interesting. And the last thing I'll say is that I love it so much that I did a, a mini version of it myself with my in-laws, uh, my brother-in-law and his wife. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, that sounds awesome. Taskmaster. What about Taskmaster. you? What are you into right now? Um. Well, Jacob, I never thought that these words would come out of my mouth, but um, I've oh gotten I've gotten really into working out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I pump iron now. That's a thing I do. Oh, um, like do you have like a weight room? Um, I have it. My studio is now a double, uh, like a you know, I I track neighbors in it, and then I also uh, lift weights. They're free weights. I don't oh. have too many of them right now, um, but I've been doing squats and um, lunges and trying to do push-ups, which I've never been able to do. Still can't, but I'm yeah. working on it. Um, yeah. And it's been really cool. John and I have been doing it together, and I've never stuck to an exercise routine like this where I've actually yeah. seen myself get stronger. And so that started yeah. to happen. And that's, yeah, I've I've gotten into it. I mean, it hurts like hell, and I hate it while I'm doing it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's good to see the progress, you know? So so that's, yeah, yeah. I've, I don't even know who I am anymore. That is awesome. 
Well, we have a real treat. Um, we're going to check in on our on our neighbor, Theo, from the story called in and, and let us know what he's loving right now. All right. I want to hear it. Hey, Jacob and Carrie Ed. This is Theo from the story. I'm just calling to tell you something that I've been really into lately. When the pandemic hit in March, Floriana and I started reciting poetry out loud to each other, kind of a poem of the day sort of thing. We don't do it every day, you know, but maybe a few times a week, and we've been keeping it up, and it's, uh, I don't know, I love it. It's something to bring a little light into our world. So right now, I am up visiting my dad in Oregon, and we've been reciting a poem of the day up here as well. So he's going to read you a little something. All right, ready, Pop? Yes. Hey, neighbors. My name's Edward. I'm going to read a poem to you by Amy Lowell. It's called Petals. Life is a stream on which we strew petal by petal the flower of our heart. The end, lost in dream, they float past our view. We only watch their glad early start, freighted with hope, crimson with joy. We scatter the leaves of our opening rose. Their widening scope, their distant employ, we never shall know. And the stream, as it flows, sweeps them away. Each one is gone, ever beyond into infinite ways. We alone stay, while years hurry on. The flower fared forth, though its fragrance still stays. Bravo. Thank you. Gravitas in that voice. Are you a baritone? Yeah. Yeah. All right, neighbors. Well, stay safe, everyone, and uh, look forward to hearing the show. If you would like to contribute your voice to the show, record a voice memo of yourself and send it to neighborspodcast at gmail.com. For the next episode, we want to know how your neighbors have helped you recently or how you've helped your neighbors. That's right. Send us a voice memo at neighborspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to the members of the neighborhood on Patreon. And Carrie Ed, we have a new member this week, Christopher Mastin. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you, Christopher. What a person. If you want to support the show and get some cool stuff too, go to patreon.com slash neighbors and join. You can be a part of our kind, intelligent, and thoughtful community with people like Christopher Mastin. Our fun little Sonic logo at the beginning is from Dallas Taylor and DeFacto Sound. Check out his podcast, 20,000 Hertz. Music is by The Blue Dot Sessions, and this song is by Dan Burns. Additional music from B Rooster, whose latest album, Bummer Vibes, is available now. Neighbors is hosted and produced by me. And me. Leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts so we can overtake Joe Rogan. <laughs> Damn you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm Jacob Lewis. And I'm Carrie Ed Harmon. And we're reminding and we're you. We're reminding you to get to know your <laughs> get neighbors. Get to know your neighbors. <laughs>